If you know exactly what your customers and prospects want, you can be what matters to them and you can market effectively to them. But the question is, do you know what they want? On this podcast, we'll give you a system and the steps to find out what truly matters to your customers. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Bill with W. Palmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. So, what are we doing today, Justin? <laughs> I love throwing that at you. We are talking about marketing, as we always do in every episode. But specifically today, Alicia is going to be talking to us about finding out what your customers want. And we talked before the episode about uh, the bias that a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners have in thinking that they know what their customers want. And some of them probably do. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't taken the time to reach out and survey or ask your customers what it is they're looking for, then you're just simply going on your own bias. Did I get that right? Well, I think in a nut, yes, yeah, definitely got that right. I think a lot of people assume they go into their business, they're in the jar, right? Like we see this all the time. It's hard to develop as a business when you're inside the jar and you're looking at it from an outside perspective. So Mm -hmm. you think that people choose your business for a certain reason or something about your industry. You're assuming this, you're making it a fact and it's really an assumption until you've actually gotten the information and gone through the steps, the market research, we call it market research and inside my social media agency to find out what matters to customers and prospects. So before they become a customer, which is key, because if you're not going to put out the, so I saw this quote, it was from Facebook, like a Facebook webinar from years back. And it's a very, very simple quote, but When you figure out what matters to your customers, you can be what matters to them. So it's talking about why do customers choose you? What are they interested in learning about? What are their pain points before they choose to do business with you? What are the questions you can answer? And as a business owner, we think like, oh, they care that, you know, I'm Facebook certified or they care about uh, this or they care about that or they chose me because we're nice or whatever it may be. But that may not be the truth. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to share your example as well, Justin, too, sure. because um, I so we have a process that we've developed with inside my social media agency. So every time we take on a client, we make the client go through a market research phase and there's multiple parts of this market research phase. But one of the parts is figuring out who is your customer and what matters to them. Okay. And it matters um, beyond, you know, just saying you know, you can be what matters to them, but you will also attract more customers. It will put you, put your company in a unique perspective, a competitive edge over the others when you can, you can pull this information right out. So a lot of people think, oh, well, I, I already know that's in, so we'll ask the business owners and they'll tell us what they think and they will then, um, and we say, that's great. And a lot, sometimes they could be right, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we'll go, that's awesome. 
When was the last time you asked your customers <laughs> There's a or your clients? Long, awkward silence, I would imagine. Most of, I'd say 99% of the time, they haven't asked their current clients or um, past customers, whatever the industry is, why they did business with them. And we have a mm. survey that we, so then we say, great, we'll put out a survey to them. And to date, we really haven't gotten any pushback. And we've worked with attorneys, B2B industries. Restaurants is a little different. There's a different step for that because of the mass quantity. But if you have some frequent diners, you could put out a quick survey to them, an email list. And um, we really haven't gotten pushback. But the results that we've gotten from the survey have been great. And so we didn't come up with this idea. It was your idea, Justin. <laughs> so why am I talking about this podcast? I don't know. Uh, well, Justin, <laughs> it's all you. Take I, it away. I think I know the the story you're talking about. And so I was working with a client, the contractor. Yes. And I was helping them develop their brand. And part of the process I took them through was I sat down and I asked them, okay, what are the things that you think define your business? Mm-hmm. And they gave me a short list. And these are all really good things. So things like code compliant, mm-hmm. right? Using quality materials, using skilled trained labor, right? All good things. We got a list of about six or seven. And then I said, okay, let's go and ask your customers why they work with you. And we pulled a list from, now he was, was fortunate in that he had a lot and a lot, a lot of reviews. So we were able to comb through those reviews And I pulled out uh, common answers and common threads from those to see what his clients were saying. And we made a list of about seven or eight. So we had his list and we had the customer's list. Mm -hmm. And there was almost no crossover between the two. So the things that customers were coming back with were they clean up the job site every day. And when they leave and the project is done, there's not a quarter inch of dust everywhere in the house, mm-hmm. right? That was nowhere on his list. Returns phone calls and emails promptly. Nowhere on his list, right? But he does these things. That's the thing. But mm-hmm. he didn't realize it because he couldn't see outside the jar. He was inside the jar. He couldn't see what the customers were seeing. So the end result was that he was able to take a lot of the things that they were saying that were important to them and incorporate that into his brand And what we ended up doing is we ended up developing sort of a a two-pronged marketing approach. There were, there was his list, which became the promises. We promise these things will get done if you hire us. The customer list became the experience. Mm -hmm. This is the experience you'll have working with this contractor. Very effective marketing approach. Also helped him understand his brand a lot better because now he was able to see what that label looked like from the outside of the jar. Absolutely. And the other thing is, so this can be, it can be incorporated into your print marketing, your digital marketing, your social media marketing. And this is why we go through the process with our clients. So for instance, if you're going to be developing all this blog content, all these downloadable white papers, all this information on your website, and you're talking about one thing, but your customers and your prospective (laughs) clients really care about something else. (laughs) You have missed the boat. You've literally dedicated all your resources to going in on these types of topics when the customer is like, I I never wanted to, that doesn't matter to me. And it's not to say that everything that matters to, you know, the business is not important. It has its place maybe on the website, but not. But here's the value in finding out what your customers want one or more of those things might be the thing that distinguishes you 
from the competition. Absolutely. It's that differentiator that can help you stand out. Right. So a lot of times we tell our clients, okay, great. You have an idea of what matters to your customers, but you don't, you haven't asked them. You don't, you don't know. And then we tell them like we do market research and they, you know, their eyes go like, what do you mean market research? And they're thinking like, well, focus groups and all these like studies and research because doing market research can be expensive. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. But you don't need to do that as a small business owner. And we have four steps that we do for every business that we onboard. And they're very very simple. And what are those four steps, Alicia? So the first <laughs> one, <laughs> yeah, the first one we already covered is why are people so afraid to just ask their customer what matters to them? Like what, what is it? Like, are they afraid that I, I don't get it? Like send that email. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're afraid that the answers will be different and they don't know everything that they thought they knew. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a pride thing. I have no idea. Um, maybe they're afraid of, you know, quote unquote, bugging their customers True, or their clients. Be, yeah. But well, walk us through what, what do you do with your clients when you say, okay, let's ask your customers. So we have a anonymous, it's like a, we use like a, you can use mail. Uh, what's the one? Uh, uh, nope. The survey monkey guy. Oh, survey monkey. Yeah. You can use survey monkey. You can use Google forms. You can use woofoo. We use this tool called paper forms. And all we do is we send a link in the email and it goes out to, you can do your entire customer base or your top customers. And we, we can do this anonymously so that if the customers feel like pressured upon providing positive feedback and they want to maybe provide some constructive criticism, they can do so anonymously. And we send this paper form and it's literally three simple questions. So to your point, Justin, um, about bugging people, we, we send three really, really quick questions and they range. Uh, why did you choose this company? What are your main concerns when working with X, Y, and Z? So you have to vary it by industry, obviously. And what do you consider to be a critical, in this instance, we used failure point when doing blank because it applies to the industry, but you can adjust these questions. So why did you choose this company? Mm -hmm. What are your main concerns when working within this blank industry or this blank service or whatever it is? What do you consider to be a critical failure point? or you can change it. This, this worked for this particular client, but you can change the wording, um, to apply. And you're really getting back at, you know, why did they choose again, that particular company, but also within the industry, what matters to them? What is it that they're looking for? And what was it that made them go with this company over the other competitor? And the, when you send this out, I'm imagine that it's a link inside of an email. What do you say in the email? How do you prep the customer for what you're asking them to do. You just made my, I'm sorry. It just threw me off. And you did that pop with you. I was you testing out the pop filter. Is this thing oh, really going to work? It made it go. <laughs> sorry. So I guess the pop filter doesn't work. <laughs> it's a really simple email and it just says, thank you so much for being a valued client or customer. We'd appreciate some of your feedback. I, I don't have the exact email in front of me, okay. but it's really, really simple. And it's, you know, Shorten when, when you point. get a chance or when it's convenient for you, please feel free to uh, provide uh, the feedback via this form can be anonymous. If you have any questions, you can, you know, if you'd rather talk to us directly, you can. So it's like short to the point and just get it out there. Cool. And have you gotten any 
feedback from the people you send this out to in regards to, I mean, I mean, let me back up here. Why did you guys decide to do this on behalf of your client rather than tell the client, Hey, you need to send these emails out. Well, number one, the client is paying us. So, <laughs> so we try to make ourselves I make my clients work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we try to take some stuff off their plate. However, if there are like legal things, like we we're doing this for an attorney. So if there's like client privilege or HIPAA violations, we can sign off on necessary forms or just keep it uh, strictly anonymous so that we don't see personal information. If the client does say, you know, I don't feel comfortable, we do make it look like it's coming from the client. Mm. So we use like MailChimp or something like that. So it looks like it's coming from info at your company. And um, if the client's like, no, I'd rather send it from my personal email, that's fine. But we hold them accountable to getting that done. So that's the first step is just getting that survey out. And most of the time, like we get a quarter to 50% of the um, customer's giving us feedback. And like you said, most of the time it doesn't necessarily align with exactly what the customer, the cl- our client, the business thought were the selling points. So there is some reveal there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There could be some crossover, but for the most part, we do reveal some new things and we're like, wow, this matters to your current customers. So chances are it's going to matter to your potential customers to put this out there, put it on your website. That's really cool. The next step we use. Okay. So this is a really good one. And again, this is part of our process. So this is, you can just steal my process. If you want to do this yourself, totally stealing your process. Yeah. Anybody listening to this, we want you to steal the process because it's really important. You do this is read your reviews. And if you don't have any, read your competitors reviews. And what you're doing there is you're looking for common trends and feedback. You can even plug the reviews into like a word cloud tool. <laughs> I scared me for a second. Just, you can even steal somebody else's reviews. No, no, no. Don't do that. But you want to see like what words are popping out again. Yeah. Don't steal reviews. I don't even know how you would steal. Just put it. Yeah. Like a bunch of email address, fake yeah. email addresses. I don't know. <laughs> so we recently brought on a client who works in the wine industry. And they have a tasting room. And they're in the what industry? Wine. Oh, like wine. I just said wine. Yeah, no wines. So, and they have, you know, so they have, you know, they have a tasting room and mm-hmm. they were, it's the product, it's the product, it's the product. Yeah. Obviously the product matters, but at the end of the day, we were reading the reviews. They had um, hundreds of reviews on Google, Yelp, Facebook about them. And it was about the experience. Mm. We love this tasting room because everyone here is so welcoming. They're sure. so knowledgeable about the product. They'll sit down and explain it to you. It's different than I thought the experience was going to be. I had a great time. I got to talk to the staff and it was more so about that interaction. Friendly, mm. welcoming were like two keywords that we kept seeing. So we're going to put that content out there when we're posting about them on social media. And, and it's not that un- unlike the example Justin gave a few minutes ago. A lot of times we forget about the experience that, that the customer is getting from mm-hmm. us. We think about the product or the service that we're giving out. Which is good. Which is good. That's, that's not a bad thing, but we forget about the experience, whether it's the, if it's a restaurant, it could be the ambiance of the restaurant. It could be the customer service aspect. It could be the cleanliness aspect, like you were talking about, Justin. Mm-hmm. And as business owners, we don't always think about that. And we're just thinking about the product or service. My product is the best. My yeah, service yeah. is the best. Or how do I make it better? Mm-hmm. But you don't think about the things that go in behind that. And one of the things that I discovered working with my client is the things that he was putting out there were the things that all his competitors were touting. 
right? Were they? they all say all we're code the compliant. They all say we use quality materials. So you're not going to distinguish yourself by harping on those. So you got to find that thing that makes you unique. And I sure. think like with the wine tasting, that experience, the accessibility to the staff, you know, feeling that connection, mm-hmm. that's a distinguishing characteristic sure. that can be a differentiator sure and, and that happens not just with, with social media but also in my field where i'm looking at my potential clients and saying okay how do i make them stand out well it's not the same thing everybody's touting like you said right you know, like well i'm thinking of since you brought up wine uh bill and i both are big fans of hard cider mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we discovered this place uh, warren cider works yeah we can, we can say the name right give him a shout out well, yeah why not well, i they guess it became a little late now isn't it yeah <laughs> warren cider works now, you can go to a lot of uh, brew pubs and they'll have, maybe they might have a cider offering, but yeah. this is a strictly cider, cider bar. And we went down, it was really nice, mm-hmm. right on Main Street in Warren. It's really cool ambiance in that I place. I haven't yeah. heard of it. I'm going to have to check it out. It's right on Market Street? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And you go in and they, uh, what's cool about it is the bar that's in there is a bar that was salvaged from the uh, um, Blue Point Oyster Oyster Bar that used to be right in downtown Providence. It's a bit of nostalgia. It's a really cool bar. And then the other cool cool part about it is the tables for the rest of the part of the... the, Are apple crates. Are apple crates. Oh, nice. So you're you're using apple crates. And they serve the, you know, they have usually four or five offerings. You can get a flight. Right. You can get a flight. They use local orchards. The orchards are right there in Warren and they Mm -hmm. serve them in, they serve the cider in wine glasses. So it's kind of like a sophisticated kind of tasting experience. And then behind it, you can see all the 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 presses and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So for you guys, it was a lot about the atmosphere and the setting and that made it memorable. The business owner might be sitting there and being like, we use the absolute best apples, you know, or, well, which is yeah. important. But and the well, other product was good. It was. And, and the thing is, is they have different product every time you go there. So that that would probably be something that they would say to you is a selling point mm-hmm. where somebody like us. But yeah, that might be a good thing. But it was also but, the ambiance of being there. You yeah. Know? Like I've had. Very true. I've had good cider in a bar that, yeah. you know, had a good cider on tap. I've had good cider sitting in my own backyard yeah. in yeah. my fire pit. But. There, well, it was well, a neat atmosphere to sure. be in. Sure. And what's to stop you from buying their cider and going home? Nothing. As a matter of fact, I did buy a bottle of yeah, you it. Did. did you drink it yet? Is it gone? Uh, oh, yeah. It, it's, know, yeah, it, has, it has left the building. I figured as much. <laughs> but but anyway, it's a great point. And, and so I think what you're talking about, Alicia, as far as what you do for your clients, that's huge because they don't always think about it. They don't think about what. We're inside the jar. Yeah. We're all, yeah. as our own business owners, even within my business, we're inside the jar. So, and then if you don't have a lot of reviews to look at, go look at the negative reviews of your competitors and see what people are complaining about. And that often is a pain point. So you can play up on that. Ooh, interesting point. I never yeah. gave it that thought. Yeah. I, I so. went through a similar process of, you know, starting my business. I had looking at my reviews, my LinkedIn reviews. And the thing that kept popping up, kept popping up was he listens. He listens. What? He listens. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. You know, such it's, a troll. You know, that? I am. I am. I, but okay. now I had never considered that as a marketable point for what I do because uh-huh. I'm focused on the providing yeah. Yeah, the visual, providing a good product, making sure that I behave as a professional. Never occurred to me that one of my biggest selling points was the fact that I listen. And what that translates into is what I produce reflects what they asked for. Sure. That is spot on 100%. So I, you know, I had to get outside that jar and say, okay, well, what are they 
what do they keep talking about in regards to working with me? Valid right. point. Valid point. Yeah. Another I example. I can't say I went through that process yet, but hey, you know, I might. Maybe well, I know somebody that could help you go through that process <laughs> and do some market research. Yeah, no kidding. Huh? Another example is an attorney's office and they, you know, we're harping on our experience and our um, years in the business and we care about you. We care about you. But looking at other reviews, we found that a big pain point was people were concerned with how much it was going to cost them Mm -hmm. when they walk in to work with an attorney. And so this attorney has this, (laughs) we quote you on this retainer and we stick to our quote. And so, you know, we brought that out in that type of, um, that review uh, search. So look uh, at Google, Facebook or industry specific, like fine law or health grades, mm -hmm. Angie's list, et cetera. Yeah, no, those are great. I was just wondering, it's like with the people that were concerned about the cost, were there lots of, uh, images on the website of like, you know, mahogany woodwork and leather back chairs. Cause that, that would, is very common to the leather. I mean, the, uh, law yeah, industry. That yeah, would make people. me wonder what the yeah. price point was. Too. Yeah. But, um, I think overall and it with dental, we saw that one time too, that people just wanted to know how much it was going to cost. They just, you know, they didn't want to get home and get this month later, they get this bill in the mail and they're like, I, I just wanted to know. I've noticed that that seems to be a big trend on TV ads now, Mm. especially with dental practices that are are advertising on TV. It's all about the price. It's all Mm -hmm. about the price. It's all about the price. And in that that field, you're right, because medical costs are so expensive nowadays. Nobody wants to get caught, you know, with a a $5,000 bill because. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) pricing, that's a tricky thing when you're talking about, you know, branding and marketing because you do want to be sensitive to that at the same time, you know, it's the old, you get what you pay for. So if you're offering a high end service or a high end product, you, you know, I uh, was working with this other client and one of their marketing points is I'm not the cheapest. Mm -hmm. He wanted to make sure that (laughs) prospective customers knew that Mm -hmm. because in his field, people had gotten burned by using Mm -hmm. a cheap end of that service. So he actually took that and used it, leveraged it to his advantage to say, you know, I'm not the cheapest one around, you mm-hmm. know, not the most expensive, but I'm also not the cheapest. And here's what you get when you hire me mm-hmm. and made sure he, you know, listed off all of the advantages of hiring him. So pricing is a really tricky thing. I don't, I, I, I don't think you have to put your pricing out there, but more so talking about the process, like we will quote you and we will stick to it. Mm-hmm. Or I think just addressing the pain point. If that, if that is a pain point, it may not be a pain well, point. And sometimes that it's not a good fit. If you go and buy pricing, I've had mm-hmm. conversations with potential clients and said, look, if your main concern is your price, we may not be a good hit, good fit. Mm-hmm. May not. We might. I mean, depending on yeah. where you're looking at going in, but I mean, we, we may not be one. I'm okay drinking a 99 cent cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about a fifty dollar root canal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know? but if the dentist said, "Hey, Justin, we're going to tell you how much this root canal costs. We're going to tell you how much is covered by your insurance, and you'll know before you leave today." how much mm-hmm. you need to pay out of pocket for yeah. this. Makes it alleviates that, that like, oh my God, I, I'm, yeah. I don't know if I can afford this. And if they say, you know what, we can even offer you a payment plan. Mm-hmm. Well, there you one, go. All of a sudden, out, I'm loving this dentist. Yeah. There's, there's one out there right now that says exactly that and is saying, look, we'll work with you as far as the price. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Yeah. You know, that fine. might be all you have to do. Like Alicia said, it's like, just make sure you're, you're transparent about it and you yeah. say, this is what it costs and we'll make it as... Painless for you as possible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So moving on to the next step. So the first two steps, again, the most simple one, ask them. 
Number two, read your reviews or go look at competitor reviews. Number three, we have this great tool available to us. It's free. It is called social media. Just post in a town group. I was waiting for that hook to come group. in. <laughs> yeah. So we're all in the, are you in a town group? I'm in a town group. I'm in like five. Are you in a couple? Not no. yet. Not yet. I'm surprised. You, you love yard sales. There's yard sales. I, know, I do. I really You so. got to at the very least get into the town group for, for where you live. Yeah. It's yeah, great. I'm, I'm in the two local towns that surround it. And you'd be surprised how often they're in those groups. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut over you. Nope. Alicia. Go for it. You'd be surprised how many times there are rec- requests for recommendations. Like I need a, a landscaper. Does anybody know a good landscaper? Does anybody okay. know a good, you know, whatever? I am on, I'm not on the town group for Facebook, but I am, I do have the next door app, which is focused this on is, the this is, yeah. I, To be honest with you, I find the Facebook version of it better? better than oh, next door okay. app. Okay. Well, because put that on my to-do list. Because everybody's brother's on Facebook. Like I, I originally got on mine. I don't want to go too far off course, but I originally got on mine because I wanted to find out what's going on with uh, some construction that was going on in town and everybody who knows everything talks mm-hmm. about it. Yes. And you find out that people will talk about lost dogs. And I mean, you, you have to weed through some of the stuff, mm. but you also see a lot of good opportunities. Yeah. It's, it's really okay. a nice community forum. Yeah. Now, word of caution, the village idiot is yeah, still alive in, in these groups. Yeah. <laughs> just ignore him. There's always a troll somewhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just ignore that one. But um, other than that, this is going to be, so this is removing it from your current customers and more going in at it like a ground zero industry perspective. So here's like examples of how we've used it. We would go, there's two ways you're using this. So you're going to the town that the business is in, mm-hmm. um, say Attleboro, and you're going to post a question. So we had um, a restaurant that recently opened a venue where you could rent it. And so we went into the town group and we posted, hey, we're looking for a place where we can host a baby shower that can hold 30 to 60 people, is going to be reasonably priced. And we wanted to see like what type of responses we were getting to see one, if they came up at all, if they came up at all. So that gives you your brand awareness. And two, what were the things that people were saying? Like, oh, I went to this place and the food was great. Oh, I went to this place and it was very accommodating, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did it for a real estate agent. Hey, I'm looking for a real estate agent. Who do you recommend and why did you choose this person? Uh-huh. And so we found that a lot of people choose their real estate agents based off of a friend or a family member. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a big, big reveal there. Need something to do for a girls weekend. We did this for the winery tasting room again, and we did it in the town and we found who their competitors were and what people were looking for and, and, you know, for something fun to do in the town. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. The last one, keyword research. So there's this two is the one that always interests me because I can never. There's so many different opportunities to find keywords. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard people say use Google keyword search. I've heard other apps that are out there for specific industries. Mm-hmm. What's what's your go-to as far as keywords? So Google keyword tool is straight based off of um, you know the public uh, what they're searching. Sure. So that one is unbiased, and so you can type in a term like social media. Mm -hmm. What are the terms related to social media? What is the volume of search behind this? Because if you're thinking like people care about Facebook ads, but they're really looking for social media help, Mm -hmm. then that's going to give you an idea from an SEO perspective, but also a customer pain point perspective. So Google keywords is based off of real time traffic. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use like WordStream as like a aggregator, third party. Um, But the other one is askthepublic.com. And that one, I like that one because you showed us that one. Yeah, it organizes it in a more like a visual way to understand the information quickly and easily. So 
that's, and that's a, I would go with the basic terms there. Sure. So what are people asking around this subject? Cool. Very cool. So it sounds like, so let's just rehash real quick. So number one is ask them, mm-hmm. ask your, your, your current clients and past clients. Yeah. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. Just don't ask be afraid. Them. Number two is read your reviews. And if you don't have a ton of them, read your competitors reviews to get an idea of pain points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Can I just mention one thing oh, about sorry. number one? Um, one of the advantages of asking your current clients and even past clients why they work with you is it might jog their memory to start another project with you. Sure, sure. That's a good point. Very good point. That's a good point. Okay, so number three, post on social media. Those town groups. They're just chock full of information. Justin, that's your homework for this week. I'm doing it right now. All right, good man. man. Oh, he's joining town groups (laughs) over here. I don't wonder (laughs) why he got quiet yet. I was wondering why I got quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, he got you. And last but not least, keyword searches. Do yes. keyword research on on keywords yeah. that are. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a little fuzzy on that still too. I yeah. can do. Um, so you just go to Google keyword and just type in the basic keyword. Can the basic we can keyword. we make sure that we put the links in the yes. uh, the show notes for that? And what was the other one? They asked the ask the pu- I believe it's ask the public dot com. That one's a lot we'll, we'll easier the, to use. We'll put the link in the uh, the show notes. But mm-hmm. uh, all, right. all right. So Alicia, uh, the same thing that comes back at the end of every podcast. If somebody wants to say, or looks at this and goes, yeah, this is very cool. I want to do this, but too much work for me to do. I need to hire a professional. I need to hire a professional. That's right. How do they get a hold of you, Alicia? (laughs) Take it away. Sorry. It's answer, (laughs) answer the public.com. That's the website, not ask the public. Answer Answer the the public. public. Gotcha. (laughs) Sorry. Um, You can find us if you want to go through this social media process. This is what we put all our clients through to get them ready so that we can bring them to market. You can find us at the spark.social or Alicia at um, thespark.social or go to marketingessentialsteam.com and contact me through there. Cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for uh, telling us uh, about the best ways to do this. And uh, I think I'm going to take some homework home myself. So, yeah. So thanks for listening to the podcast. We're the Marketing Essentials team. And until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials Team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.